This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life. Each week, new stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first-class life mentor and certified profiting from your passions coach, Kate Bessler. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and this week my guest is Melissa Blair. Melissa is a serial entrepreneur and a product of two entrepreneurial parents. Small business is in her DNA. This is also why she's so passionate about helping other entrepreneurs. Melissa knows all too well how much time, energy, and money it takes to run a small business. As a self-proclaimed marketing geek, she has worked with a variety of software systems on the market that claim to be easy to use. What she found, though, is that none of those tools were built for the solopreneur or the two-to-five-person companies. They were built for organizations who had marketing staff or who could afford to hire out consultants to help them. In most cases, it still meant having to Frankenstein together numerous software tools in an effort to build a cohesive system. Her company, Cultivating Sales, has developed what she has nicknamed her solopreneur software, software that has been specifically designed to incorporate the tools that a small service-based business needs, that is easy to use and at an affordable price. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, Kate. You were raised by two entrepreneurial parents. What types of businesses did or do they have? Um, they're both gone now, so um, they've been been gone for a while. My father owned a limestone quarry. Um, oh, yeah, it was an interesting business. He inherited that from his father, so it went way back. And I spent many weekends there helping with the books. And uh, for as soon as we could get to work, he would put us to work. <laughs> And then my mother owned, um, she actually got into multi-level sales in the late 70s. And back then even was making 100000 a year. So that was one of those things where uh, she had just been a stay-at-home mom prior to that. My, my father kept saying, I wish I, we had known what you were good at before. Because <laughs> she just really excelled at that. And it was an aloe vera line. So it was something all about kind of health-related. Hmm. Interesting. So you yourself are a serial entrepreneur. Did you go into the family business or did you start something completely different? Uh, Completely different, but yet it was a new family business. My mother and I started a sales training company. She had been doing sales training um, for her uh, group and um, we just put together a, a company doing that and we did that for well I did it for a total of 11 years she did it for eight years until she unexpected unexpectedly passed away oh my uh, so that was pretty traumatic and I had a newborn at the time my first daughter my first child uh, was two months old so um, we went from being very close every day working together to um, yeah that was a big loss wow I'm sorry yeah learned a lot though learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nice that you two could spend time together, you know, working together and kind of, you know, enjoying yeah. that time together before it was gone. 
Well, and I did it another four years before I decided that um, by then I had two children and uh, we were planning a third one. And I said, this is not, not really what I was planning to do. And uh, so I was able to sell it, which allowed me to stay home with the kids until our youngest went off to school. Oh, nice. that, That worked out really well. Do you have siblings? I do. I have um, two brothers. One is an older brother and neither one of us wanted, none of us actually wanted to get into um, uh, my father's business when he was looking to sell. We just, that wasn't an area that, and I was the only one that was really interested in business, but a limestone quarry wasn't my thing. Yeah. So my brother um, is a software engineer and then my younger brother's deaf and he grew up deaf and, um, uh, He's done very well. He's, uh, he went to regular college, regular high school, regular college. He would just get interpreters and uh, um, just uh, has done, done well and has is married and has children and is doing great. Fantastic. But neither one of them are entrepreneurs. No, no. They think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever had what we affectionately refer to as a, quote, job job? Working for yeah. someone other than yourself? Yes. Um, prior to working with my mom, because um, I started working with her, I think I was in my early 20s. But I had uh, worked through college and all that. And then after I stayed home with the kids, uh, my husband decided it was time I go back to work again. I had kind of found a, an opportunity where um, a couple of uh, manufacturers reps we're looking for somebody to help in the office. And I thought, okay, I'll just go take this simple job, <laughs> just kind of nine to five type thing. And um, it didn't stay st- simple very long. I, I ended up in manufacturing marketing and um, was there about 12 years. And oh. the change came when I turned 55 and I thought, okay, this is great. I've got a great job. I've worked with great people, but unfortunately I'm helping them grow their business and funding their retirement and I'm I'm not really working on my mind and so I decided if I was going to start another business that at 55 this was the time and I um, left the corporate world and took the leap and started my business um, not this last February but the February before mm. so, um, yeah so kind you You were raised in an entrepreneurial family, so it's kind of in your blood, Mm -hmm. Um, and you've had your own business. What are the top three things in your experiences that small businesses struggle with? Oh, boy, that's a good question. Um, The do-it-all syndrome, um, trying to do everything yourself um, is very difficult. Uh, You can't be that good at that many different things. You have to, to be able to bring on, or not necessarily hire, but partner or or uh, uh, subcontract different people to be able to handle different parts of it. I know myself, I hate doing the books and I've got an incredible bookkeeper and she handles all that for me. And um, uh, that's, that's important. A second thing would be sales. Uh, a lot of us go into business thinking that we're going to do what we really love to do, whether it's if you're a massage therapist, you love to give massages or you're a, um, uh, artist, you love doing art, but the truth is, as a small business owner, you have to sell. You have to get out and sell. And part of that also is marketing, getting the word out. 
Mm-hmm. So that would probably be the third thing is, is if you can't, if that's not in you, then you need to find somebody who can do that part of it. You are a self-proclaimed marketing geek, right? Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Um, well, the marketing nowadays uh, is so many different things. It's, um, it's event planning. It's social media. It's website development. It's SEO. It's graphics. It is so many different things. And, and I've found that the part that I enjoy and that I'm good at is the technical um, aspect of it and taking technology and helping technology or having technology help you accomplish uh, the marketing goals. And so whereas a lot of small business owners are frustrated by the technology, I, I love that part. And so I work with, um, uh, I work with my customers to kind of take that off their plate the same way my bookkeeper takes the books off my plate. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Technology is, is something that, you know, I think especially, you know, you mentioned your age and um, especially people who are older than millennial sometimes struggle with because we were not uh, steeped in it in our youth, right? It's something that came along after we were well into adulthood and had to kind of figure it out. So when did you, um, when did you discover that you were a technology person and that systems were kind of your thing? Um, Well, two things. Back in high school, my dad got, I don't even remember the name of it. It was some computer and you could only play like this one, I don't even know how you describe it. It was like a contest type game and I would spend hours working on that thing and then as soon as we were able to at any time I could get my hands on a computer that was that was what uh, I really enjoyed doing and then um, a book that I think that was again in my 20s when we had the first company the book I read the e-myth um, by Michael Gerber finally kind of um, helped me make sense of of business and and the e-myth is all about setting up systems and duplicatable systems and so that really impacted me in that my personality style is very much a systems types personality style and so that really just made a lot of sense for me um, resonated with me a lot of people talk about in fact it's a somewhat accepted and yet somewhat surprising thing for most business owners that really systems are important for whether you're a solopreneur or whether you're a huge company because Mm -hmm. the more you have things systematized, the less you have to distract you, right, from your core mission. Right. Right. So you develop something called, that you call solopreneur software, what is that? Like, what types of tools does that offer? And what does it help solopreneurs do that they couldn't really do before? Um, I think the, the real benefit to the software is that it's, it's an all-in-one system. You don't have to have all kinds of different software trying to talk to each other. So in an average day, like I talked about, we have to do sales. And so one of the things that is built into the system is uh, scheduling. Um, 
being able to set up a system for scheduling, how you set up appointments, or in the case of classes and things like that, then how do you take registrations, a system for how to do all that. It includes document sharing, uh, payment processing, invoicing, um, marketing campaigns. It's a CRM so that you can keep track of all your relationships and when you need to talk to somebody again. And, and it's built to be simple. I've, I've worked with a lot of very complex software, which really can do amazing things. But most small business owners um, either don't have the patience or don't have the time to work with all that. So this is a uh, simpler version of the complex programs. And now I've, I've, I've had one customer already graduate and we're taking her on to a more complex system because she's ready for that. Um, and we've got another one that we just had a conversation last night where she's starting to get ready, where they just want more automation. They want more um, things that will happen automatically. And while we've got some of that built into the Cultivating Sales platform, uh, just just little bits of it. So um, it's a very good starter program for an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, or somebody that's not real techn- technology-focused. And then when you learn that, like I said, you can graduate on to maybe the more um, robust uh, solutions. But you have to almost learn it in the simpler version first and then go on to the next one. What types of businesses can benefit most from this software? There's kind of a big difference between like limestone quarries <laughs> and, you know, coaches and people who, you know, have classes like you were talking about. Yeah. What, are, what are some of your customers and what are they doing? Uh, that's a great question. It is all over the board. I've got um, a business coach, uh, a virtual assistant, um, a woman that runs a, um, it's a women's center for women going through divorce. Uh, I've got a card company. I've got all kinds of different variety, a couple of multi-level um, sales uh, where they're selling network marketing. Um, the commonality is that they're just one person, maybe two people, and that they sell via appointments. The way that they get out and get new business is through appointments. And that really is the way the system's kind of set up to work. So if you need to be on X appointments a week, the system will help you accomplish that goal. So all of the things that you mentioned before, are those all part of the base system? Or is this sort of a... uh, what do you call it? Like a cafeteria plan. Like you, you oh, okay. pick what you, what you need. Right now it's um, set up as a base program. The other thing that's included, and I forgot to mention is a client portal. So it's a place where your clients can go and see where, you know, when their next appointment is, when their last payment was, that kind of stuff. And so it's all built into one system and we um, include a digital business card. So if somebody says, you know, uh, here's your business, or can I have your business card? You're able to text them that card and they can set an appointment with you right, right off of that. So there's all these pieces and we just combine everything into one. So when I take somebody through 
and onboarding, it takes a number of um, appointments and a few hours to take them through the setup of everything. I don't leave them on their own because they'll never get it done. They need somebody to really kind of handhold them through um, setting every piece up. Um, that way they get it all. They don't have to uh, pick and choose. Did you write this yourself or did you have people no. for that? <laughs> I'm geeky enough to understand it, but definitely not talented enough to write it. No, there's um, a team of developers that, that did all that work. You say it's affordable. That means different things to different people. Yeah. How much does it cost? It's $499 to go through the setup process, and then it's $79 a month. Wow, that is affordable. That is affordable. <laughs> Yeah, we want to make it so that the average small business owner can get up and running with this. I mean, that's my passion. I, I, I know the struggles of trying to do it all and try to compete against companies that are bigger. And, and so for me, it's, it's so much fun helping them get their business set up so that it's a little bit more systematized, a little bit easier to run, um, and then helps them make the sales goals that they need to make. And make it, I guess, a little more accessible because I know I have some systems that are very complicated yeah. and there was, there was some help getting them set up, but at the same time, once you're done with the help, it's like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and you're still paying that monthly fee, but there's nobody there to walk you through it anymore. Yeah. And, and I put together a Facebook group, a private Facebook group for my customers where I'm always going on. Like if somebody asks me a question, I'll quick do a video and say, say, here's how you go in and do this. And then the videos are always less than two minutes so that anybody can then just quick, um, quick see how to answer that question. I hate going through hour long videos to find that one two minute answer I needed. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so they very much have access to me so that we can, give them quick, quick responses. So how did you, how did you decide that this is what you wanted to do? Like, what was your inspiration when you said, you know what I need to do is create this sales program or this, this technology program for these people who are my people that I want to help? Cause I needed it. That's <laughs> just simple. I needed, I needed the solution um, I needed to have X amount of appointments a week. I needed to have it automated and I couldn't find anything out there that really did it the way that I was looking to have it done. So instead of complaining about that, you just sat down and you said, oh, you know what, I'm going to make it. Well, nowadays, I mean, there's just so much available um, help wise. Everywhere you turn, there's information where you can learn. And so um, I just looked at a lot of different programs and then, and then tried to put something together. And it's not perfect. There's still things, because it is kind of a um, beginner level, there's things that, um, you know, uh, we're going to have to keep working on um, to keep getting better at. Uh, but for the most part, it's a very stable, um, very user-friendly. Um, customers are raving. Um, it's just been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun helping and working because we work very close together. So I'm just as, not just as invested as them, but I am invested in their, in their successes as well, because then they're going to give me referrals. 
Well, and that is the ultimate goal is to be having fun, right? Yeah. To be really yeah. doing something that lights up your life. Yeah. And then my goal is like the first business. Um, I think we're at nine years now, but um, or not eight and a half that I, I want to be able to sell the business and fund my, re- not fund it completely. Cause I've already, we've got some, but we didn't put aside as much money as we thought we were going to need. And um, so the goal is to eventually sell it. Although, well, I still might, but my youngest daughter, she's a matter of fact, um, Thursday, we leave to, to uh, go to Minnesota to check out a college she wants to go to next year. She'll be a senior this year and she wants to go into marketing and into business. And so, you know, we're, we're toying with the fact that someday after all that, she may come back and either run the business or buy the business or, Whatever. Oh, a continuation of the family entrepreneurship. (laughs) I'm not, you know, completely, because I know how kids are. They don't always do what you want them to do. But uh, it would be kind of fun if that happened. And if it doesn't, that's okay, too. If you have the system set up and they're working and you can show a flow of income and a show a flow of customers, it's very uh, doable to then to sell it so that somebody else can take it over at that point. Cause it's not about me. It's about the systems. Right. Well, I'm sure whatever she decides, she will have learned quite a bit from you that will help her uh, in her future endeavors. Yeah. She's, uh, she's a smart girl. She'll, she'll do well. So we're at that point in the program where I have to ask you, what is one book or resource besides something of your own that changed your life that you would recommend to people? Well, I already talked about the e-myth. That's my number one that I always, I'm surrounded by books. I have, um, let's see, I think another one that I really have found a lot of value in is, um, and it's, it's been out a few years now, but it's called utility. Y O U T I L I T Y utility. Why smart marketing is about help, not hype. And I would say I pretty much run my business that way. Help. If I can help you, you're going to help me. I mean, it's just relationships. Um, If I can help you make your, get to your goals. I don't have to worry about buying that it'll happen. Melissa, how do you personally define success? What is your definition of an authentic first-class life? Wow. Um, I would say I'm living it right now, except I'm not making the income. (laughs) Is making before so after a year and a half I mean it's it's I'm not there yet but I see every sign that I'm I'm getting there and I will get there but other than that I, I work on my own time frame I work with customers that I choose to work with um, because they're excited about their business and they're innovative and they're having fun so my husband he he also I work in the lower level he works up in the family room he travels a lot, but when he's home, he's up there and he just was like, what do you do all day? You laugh. <laughs> just laugh down there. And um, I do a lot of Zoom meetings. So it's, I just feel like I'm adding value. I'm having fun. I'm doing what I love doing. Um, my kids are ha- happy and healthy and I have a great marriage. I mean, I really feel like I have it all right now. 
Um, and I have my health, which is also a big thing. And uh, other than the, the income, I would say right now isn't there, but I don't feel unsuccessful. That's excellent. If people want to find out more about you and your cultivating sales software, how can they do that? Well, um, one thing that I've been doing lately is a free 30-minute Zoom meeting where I will sit and, through asking questions, help somebody literally flowchart or map out their appointment sales process. And um, if somebody's interested in that, they can just go to http colon slash slash csales.net forward slash zoom dash 30. And that'd be a 30 minute zoom meeting. And we literally just sit with the flowchart software and talk about how it would take somebody from a lead to a customer. And is that your website, csales.net? No, cultivatingsales.com is my website. And they can see the software on there as well. So cultivatingsales.com. What's next for Melissa Blair? What's next? Um, Wow. I'm not really sure. Right now, I feel like after a year and a half, I've really found the flow. I've got a nice group of customers. I've got referrals coming in. I think for me, this um, having my baby become a senior in high school and getting ready to go off to college, she'll be the first one to leave. The two older kids went to the, into the workforce right away and still live at home. So um, mom's not real happy about the thought of one of them leaving. Yeah, so that's like a big thing for me. This year is going to go by very quickly. And uh, uh We'll see. We'll see how it goes this, this weekend when we go up to Winona. And, uh, yeah, first one leaving the nest will be challenging. She's the baby. <laughs> mm, big changes coming in your household. Yeah, yeah. Um, those, those years go by so fast, and I think that's the reason, again, why I wanted to start another business is uh, um, I just can't believe how fast they go. And working for somebody else is great. It's not like I had a, a horrible job or anything. It just, there's something about being self-employed that is just so rewarding. Infuriating, crazy, all that other stuff, but also rewarding. Well, I could not agree more. And, and I think that that's an important thing for people to understand is that you don't have to hate your job. And it doesn't have to be a miserable life for you to decide to make a change because there are positive reasons that are, you know, um, good ones for choosing to, to do something different with your life. Yeah. I learned so much in that industry was factory automation and, and uh, robotics and which again is all about systems and setting up systems. And um, so I learned a lot, but again, that wasn't really my passion you know, um, factor automation. So um, I was eager to get doing some of the things that I really wanted to do. So I, I was lucky that way. Well, it sounds like you have found your passion. Yep. Well, yep. Melissa Blair, Cultivating Sales Software. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. 
Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Melissa's journey is an interesting one because she had such diverse work experiences and ended up returning to an interest that she'd had way back when, technology. Of course, the technology she was fascinated with as a kid is very unlike the technology of today, but often the seed takes a long time to grow and only blossoms when the time is right. Is there anything in your life experience that might be like that? Any seeds that were planted a long time ago that seemed to go dormant, but it might be the right time for them to blossom? If you have something to add to the conversation, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show to be notified of upcoming episodes, and please tell your friends. What's your story? If you'd like to share it on this podcast to inspire others, please click on the link at the bottom of the show page and fill out the survey. If it seems like a good fit, I'll be in touch. This week, I'll leave you with a quote from the artist, Georgia O'Keeffe. I said to myself, I have things in my head that are not like what anyone has taught me. Shapes and ideas so near to me, so natural to my way of being and thinking that it hasn't occurred to me to put them down. I decided to start anew and to strip away what I had been taught. I hope you'll join me next week for another inspiring episode. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN Podcast hosts at EWNPodcastNetwork.com.